the amount of doctrine that is in that song. You know, for those of you that have been saved for a period of time, you have learned uh, what that really means when I first got saved and you're singing about the blood and you hear people talking about uh, the blood. It didn't, it didn't click. And as you uh, grow in your faith and you start seeing all the Old Testament sacrifices and every sacrifice uh, was there uh, to represent that one day there was going to be the shedding of blood that would take away the sins of the world. And Hebrews tells us, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And so uh, we are not saved by the sacrifices of uh, blood, the blood of goats or calves, as the Bible says, but by the precious blood of Christ. Uh, His sacrifice, uh, once and for all, paid that debt so we wouldn't have to. Uh, and so thankful for that. Thank you for that song. Uh, that's why it's so important to have uh, good music, uh, music that will back up and reinforce the truths uh, of God's Word. And so Matthew chapter 25, and this morning I am, I am torn on the message that I'm going to preach because it's not a normal Sunday morning message. Uh, this is This is a message that's more uh, designed for a Wednesday night Bible study, but uh, it's just this is the message that God has for me this morning to give to you. And so uh, I'm excited about the message, but it's definitely a little bit different uh, than what I would give on a Sunday morning. And uh, so here, as we look at this passage of Scripture, Uh, You get into Matthew chapter 24, 25, and we are dealing with the Olivet Discourse, the Lord's uh, preaching, teaching. And in this, we have some parables, but then we get into some that are just prophetic. And as we look at this passage, and we'll start to dissect it a little bit, there is a lot of confusion Uh, And if we're not careful, we can take a passage out of context and apply it to something that it does not mean, and then we have heresy. And that's definitely what we do not want to have. We want to make sure that we are rightly dividing the word of truth. And so making sure that we understand the context of the scripture, uh, so we are, we are looking at it properly. So let's look again at our text this morning, Matthew 25 and verse 31. The Bible says, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from the other, uh, from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me meat. I was a stranger, and ye took me in." Now, when we look at this passage of Scripture, we have to understand the context or when he, what he is talking about here. And so we're, we're going to lay this out. I'm getting ahead of myself. But look back at verse number uh, 31. It says, when the Son of Man shall come. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, when, not if. 
when, not if. And let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would help me to be a help to these people this morning. Uh, May we grow in our faith. Uh, May we understand. I pray that you would open eyes. And Lord, just help us to have a better understanding of of your word. And uh, may each of us apply it properly to our own lives. May the Spirit of God uh, lead now, please. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. So here, when we look at this passage, uh, we see uh, the Lord is coming again. He is coming again. It is a when, it is not an if. Now, the when of this coming is very important. We hear people talk about when the Lord is going to come back. And there have been predictions on the Lord's return and days that have been set. The scripture is very clear that no man will know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Uh, Nobody knows. And people can take guesses if they want to. Uh, And uh, the Lord said when he was here that even the Son of Man, even he uh, as, uh, as a man did not know when his return was going to be. And so uh, if, if the Lord who understood all of the Old Testament uh, and understood all of what the Bible was going to reveal, if God had not revealed it to Jesus as a man, uh, of course, Jesus as God. He knows everything. But while he was here as a man, the Bible says that he did not know the day nor the hour. The angels do not know when the Lord is coming back. And they're a little bit smarter than any of us. And so here, if if they don't know when the Lord's coming back, uh, then we do not either. But when we look at the return that he's talking about here, he is not talking about the rapture. He is talking about the second coming. So the Lord has come uh, in several ways, and we can see that in Scripture. First of all, we see he has come uh, in the cradle. And here this this next month, we're going to be celebrating uh, the birth of Christ. Uh, And uh, Christ should not be celebrated just for his birth. He should not be celebrated just for his death. He should not be celebrated for just for the resurrection. He should be celebrated. Uh, just for who he is and what he has done uh, for us. But uh, the world is going to see and think about all that the Lord has done and his coming to this earth uh, as a a baby, uh, the earthly coming of God as a man. Uh, And so we have him coming uh, for the sacrifice of our sins. And so he came uh, in the cradle uh, to us, uh, to his own, he came in a cradle and he went to the cross. But the rapture is, the, is that next coming. That's the, the next thing on the prophetic clock. If we were to look at what is the next uh, coming of the Savior, uh, that's the rapture. First uh, Thessalonians 4 tells us that the Lord is going to come again. First Thessalonians 4 and verse 13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, this is the event which is called the rapture. Now, the term rapture is not a uh, term that you, it's not a Bible word. Uh, the word rapture means a calling away. And so uh, the Bible teaches us that, uh, that for those that are saved uh, and those that have died already as believers, that the Lord is going to come back. And when he comes back, he is not going to set his feet down on this earth. This is called the rapture, not the second coming. The first coming, he came to this earth. He lived on this earth. The first coming. The rapture, the Lord is going to come back and he is going to call away those that have lived and have been saved, uh, those that have died, Old Testament, they are all going to be caught up together. Uh, the Bible says that, uh, that we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. So the dead in Christ are going to raise first, the Bible says. You say, Pastor, why are they going to raise first? Because they got six feet farther to go. And so they're going to rise first and we're going to be caught up together with them and we're going to meet the Lord in the air. That's called the rapture. Like I said, this is, this is a Bible study. All right. And so when we look at this, this event called the rapture, that is when the Lord comes, but he doesn't come up and set up his earthly kingdom. You remember uh, in the Bible when uh, what we call the... Uh, uh, the uh, um, Oh, goodness, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Uh, the disciples, the apostles, they were looking at the Lord. They thought he was going to go in and set up his kingdom at that moment. But he didn't. That was still the first coming. The setting up the kingdom wasn't till second coming. Now, when we're in Matthew chapter 25, we are talking from verse 31 to 46, we are talking about the second coming of Christ. So with that, we have to put in mind that those that have, been, have lived up until that point that were saved, uh, the rapture is going to be the next event on the prophetical clock. And when the rapture takes place, there is another event that begins. It restarts the prophetical clock. Uh, and when the rapture takes place, the beginning of the tribulation period will take place. That seven-year clock is going to be restarted. For those of you who, have, who have, have studied your Bible, that will be the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel. That is that beginning of that 70th week. And so that seven-year period of the tribulation, the beginning of it is called tribulation, 42 weeks in, 1,600 and uh, uh, 1,260 days in, uh, we will then have that middle part, that three and a half years, which will begin the great tribulation period. And so for the saved, the people that, that have accepted Christ as their personal Savior, they're going to be in heaven with the Lord. 
That tribulation period is beginning down on, on earth. You know, as bad as it is right now, it's just going to get worse. Now, there's hope. For the believer, our hope just isn't here. Our hope is in heaven. Now, does that mean that it's just going to, there is no, uh, there are no blessings? Absolutely not. God is good all the time. And God is good to his children all the time. The Bible says that God is not only good to his children, the Bible tells us that, that he is good to the just and to the unjust. God is good not based on our activity, not based on our life, on our service or uh, what we have to offer. God is good because of who he is. And so even though uh, the Bible tells us prophetically that it is going to wax worse and worse in that great tribulation, uh, the Lord doesn't leave us as his children. He will always be there. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Praise the Lord. So here as we look at this and these events uh, in Matthew chapter 25, what we find is that now uh, since the, the uh, uh, saved have already been called out because the rapture takes place to begin that seven-year period, that seven-year period of tribulation takes place. And during that tribulation period, the end of the tribulation, you have the battle of Armageddon. And so this great battle that takes place. But then we have the second coming. The second coming of Christ is going to begin... The, the Lord is going to set up his earthly kingdom. And he is going to put his feet down on this earth. And he is going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. You know, that little nation, that little nation of Israel, isn't it amazing how much hate has been directed to such a small group of people? You know why? Because the devil hates God. And Jesus came from that little nation. And he wants to destroy it. And God's people, we should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And, and here we, we look at uh, God's, God's events and God's timelines. But what we find in this passage then, as the Lord comes back down and he sets up his kingdom, it is going to begin what is called the millennial reign of of Christ. We have a thousand year reign that is going to go on down here on this earth. Now, with that reign, there are several things that have to happen because God, the Lord is going to reign on earth without evil. Without evil. And we find here some verses that get used and they get taken out of context. And so this morning, I want to help us make sure that as we are looking at this event in context of time, how it plays together so there isn't confusion. Because what can happen is the, we can look at this passage and for time's sake, we're not going to read it all. But, for, but if we're not careful, we can read this passage and look at it and think, okay, because these individuals 
did not, or because these individuals, uh, they, uh, they gave to the Lord. Let me, let me look back at the verses here. Uh, he said, he said, he shall separate the, the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. And he shall say unto them on the right hand, come ye blessed of my father. Verse uh, 35, for I was, a, I was in hunger and he gave me meat. I was thirsty, he gave me drink. I was a stranger, he took me in. I was in prison and he visited me. Uh, what, he is, what he is saying, uh, if we're not careful, we can take that and think these works are what got, any, got these people into heaven. But number one, it's not into heaven. We're talking about into the millennial kingdom. We're not talking about them getting into heaven. They will be going to heaven. But this is referring to them uh, that are saved versus those that are not saved. So, uh, so here, as we look at this, I want you to see several things uh, about this. Uh, this. This, first of all, uh, the judgment that we do see, this, is, this passage of Scripture is talking about the judgment of the nations. How many of you have heard that term before, the judgment of the nations? And when you think about judgment of nations, you think God's going to judge, uh, uh, he's going to judge America, and he's going to judge Israel, and he's going to judge all these different countries, uh, these nations. But that's not what it's talking about, because you can go in and see uh, he is talking about individuals. The judgment of the nations is not judging a nation as a whole. It is judging the people, the individuals of all of these different nations. Because no nation will get saved because of their, their, nation, their nationality. Salvation comes from a personal relationship with Christ. Nobody's going to get to heaven because of the nationality that they have, even the, the Hebrew people. Nobody is going to go to heaven just because they were born a Jew. They, are, they will go to heaven based on what they do with Jesus Christ. He is either their Messiah or he is not. He is their Savior or he is not. So uh, I want you to see, first of all, this judgment is the judgment of nations. It is not the great white throne judgment. All right, go to uh, Revelations chapter 20, verse 11. And I'm going to just hasten because of the amount of information I've got. Uh, they'll put it up on the screen. Revelations chapter 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on the throne, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book which, uh, was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell um, delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, uh, what what we can see here is this was not the judgment of the great white throne judgment because the great white throne judgment takes place after the millennial reign. 
Okay, so go to Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 7. It says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So the, the great white throne judgment is the final judgment uh, for Satan as well as for all the lost. And that takes place after that th- thousand year reign. So when we are looking at Matthew chapter 25, we are looking at the thousand year millennial reign reign of Christ. So this judgment of the nations uh, is not the judgment uh, of the great white throne. So if we're not careful, we can take this passage out of, out of context and make it out as though people will go to heaven because of good works and other people will not go to heaven. They will go to hell because they did not do good works. And so that is not, a, that is not something that you will find in God's word. Nobody will ever get to heaven by their works. So I want you to see several things about this. I want you to see first salvation. Uh, Salvation, number one. Uh, Matthew 25, verse 31. uh, The Bible says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So the sheep uh, on the right hand. Now, uh, the Lord is my uh, shepherd. All right, uh, a pastor is called the under shepherd, uh, the chief shepherd. When the chief shepherd shall appear, the Lord is the shepherd, and as a shepherd, he is going to divide uh, the people, and it is going to be between the sheep and the goats. And so, and with this, the Lord has given an identification, uh, and He says that the sheep, my sheep, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. And so the sheep are represented, uh, or believers are represented as sheep. They are, uh, they are the children of God. They are the sheep. They are the believers. Uh, the believers, they would be the ones that we would call saved, uh, saved individuals, people that have put their faith in Jesus Christ. But at this judgment, this judgment of the nations, we also find This judgment is going to be a separation, and this separation is first going to be with the saved and the lost. So the goats then are representing the unbelievers. And so uh, he said in verse 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye of the, uh, uh, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And so with this, uh, this, this foundation, uh, this kingdom, he is talking about this earthly kingdom, which is the millennial reign, but it will also it will also transition for the saved to eternal life. So when he's talking about these people, uh, these individuals that he's separating out, these are people who are alive during this time on earth. We have the three different individual groups that are mentioned in this passage of scripture. You have the sheep, you have the goats, and you have the brethren. The sheep are the believers, the saved. 
You have the goats, those are the unbelievers. Now, let me, let me say this. We're not talking about value of people. We're not talking good people, bad people. We're talking about believer or unbeliever. Somebody that has put their faith in Christ versus someone who has not. You know what? There are going to be good people that will not be in heaven. You know why? Because they just have not placed their faith in Christ. Some of them just need someone to tell them. They would trust Christ if they knew. So we're not talking about value of people. And so you have, you have the sheep, which are the saved. You have the goats, which are uh, the lost. Then you have the brethren. Now, when we look, we got to remember, we're talking about the time of Jacob's trouble. We're talking about uh, the tribulation period has just come to an end. So the time of Jacob's trouble is all dealing with the Jews. So when we are looking at these groups of people, we have saved Gentiles, uh, Jews and Gentiles, or saved uh, Gentiles that are still alive who have come through the tribulation. We have then the goats. These are lost people who have survived through the tribulation period. And then you have the saved Jews uh, that were here during the tribulation period. And this is the group to, the, to whom the Lord is addressing. Now, those of us who are saved, the Old Testament saints, we're coming back with the Lord. But this, that separation has already taken place. But now you have these that are still alive. And these who are alive now, uh, there's a determination of which direction they, they have, what they have done with Jesus. So you have salvation uh, of the Jews. Then you have this separation, that tribulation period. Uh, that separation uh, is, is referring to uh, separating out the sheep and the goats. And, and it was based on uh, how then uh, they were treating the Jewish people. But this this, uh, uh, this, this reveals the heart of, of the saved. The heart of the saved is going to be good towards the Jewish people. Amen. And that is to be the, to be the case now. All that we have been given has come through that little nation. God has given us not only our Savior, he has given us almost all of his word has been given to us through the nation of Israel. And all the blessings, uh, the, when you look at the Old Testament, the Abrahamic covenant, what do we find? We find that uh, the blessings uh, that uh, were going to be upon Abraham and all of his seed and, uh, and because of God's goodness and what he was going to do, the nations of the world are blessed because of Israel. And so, uh, so we see this, uh, the salvation, we see the separation between the sheep, the goats, the saved Gentiles, the lost Gentiles, uh, the, uh, the saved Jews, uh, and we're just dealing with light and darkness. And God is going to remove the lost from the earth before his kingdom starts. So those that are lost and had survived the tri great tribulation period... And we're talking about those that have lived since the rapture, 
those that survived this tribulation period, if they did not get saved, then they are going to go to hell. Now, with that, this separation is what we find here in this passage. Verse 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, they are going to hell. Judgment isn't coming yet until the end of the thousand-year reign. But the Lord is going to reign on this earth, and there will be no sin. There will be no evil. The, the blessings that we are going to see during that time. The saved, we're going to be coming back. We're going to be uh, witnessing all this that is transpiring and taking place. Uh, but, but this separation will be between the saved and the lost. The Lord's kingdom is for the saved, not for the lost. The lion and the lamb are going to lie down together. What do we find? We find that the consequences of sin's curse is going to be removed for that thousand years. And the Lord is dividing out at that point. But then what we see then, pastor, what about this? What about this doing good to others? The, the giving to the, to the hungry Matthew 25, 35, he said, For I was unhungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say, to them. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. In context, the brethren there are referring to the Jews. But with that, we see that there is kingdom service that's expected. What do we find? In the Lord's kingdom, this was elevated. You know, when we look at the model prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know, what we find is a great pattern for kingdom service. We find a pattern that the Lord has lifted up. And these were things that the Lord was looking at that the saved were doing for his people. And the Lord points this out. So we see this service. Uh, the, the, the goats, the unbelievers, because of their unbelief, they didn't care for the Jews. Because of their unbelief, because of their not trusting in Christ, uh, what they did with Jesus impacted what they did for uh, the Jews during the tribulation period. And, and so because of that unbelief, they did not care for the cause of Christ and his people. And so we see this kingdom service uh, that the, uh, the saved Gentiles were doing uh, for uh, the Jews. And, and this was something that the Lord was pointing out. So we see service 
of the saved. You know, we don't have to wait till trouble to serve the Savior. If the Lord points this out as something that was done, when you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. If thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then shouldn't we be doing that now? Shouldn't we be allowing our actions, our lives to impact uh, others? Uh, We see kingdom service. The service of the saved will result in us caring for the least of these. And here we, we see how this passage can be taken out of context And we can say, well, you know, I was good, so I did these good works, so now I'm going to heaven. But it wasn't talking about them going into heaven. It was talking about them continuing into the kingdom because they had not died. And so context is so important. So the judgment was the separation of those who were already classified as a sheep or a goat. Now, That sounds so harsh. Somebody calls you a goat. That just doesn't sound like a very nice thing. We used to raise goats when I was a kid. And uh, man, there's nothing good about a goat. And so, yep, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, he raises goats. Uh, But uh, uh, I, I have no love for goats. Uh, we got a bunch of them over here on the next property over. Uh, but, but regardless, uh, this, this idea, this, this terminology is used, and really what, all the Lord is saying is there's a separation between the saved and the lost. And that, that separation has already taken place. The Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and... Death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. You see, that separation has already taken place. When you were born, you and I were born into this world, we were born with a sin nature. We were not born in as a child of God. Now I'm thankful that that we are safe as we grow and And a child, uh, someone that does not have understanding, mental capacity, they are what we would call safe because they don't understand the consequence of sin. But we get to a place where we understand when we've done wrong. We get to a place where we understand that I am choosing to sin. And when when that takes place, now we are guilty. That separation has taken place from the moment we were born into this world. From the moment we became of what we would call the age of accountability to where we understood that we were a sinner, we've sinned against God. Now there's a penalty for that. We don't have to wait till we die to find out. At that point, it's too late. For these who had survived the, 
the great tribulation period. They rejected Christ. They did not accept him. That decision wasn't made on, on this day that the Lord returned. That decision had already been decided. He said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. You see, salvation is a decision that we have to make one by one, individually. Jesus looked at Nicodemus, a religious man, and said, Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. So here, these individuals, they, they decided to do nothing with Jesus or they decided to reject Jesus, but to do nothing with Jesus is to reject Jesus. And if you have not received him as your personal savior, you say, pastor, my grandma was, was a Christian and my grandpa was a preacher and my dad was an evangelist. None of that matters. Either we have been born into God's family, born again, or we have not. He is coming. He's coming with a rapture. He will again come that second coming. But it's when, not if. And since that is the case, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready for his return? Do we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we're saved? I don't want to be a goat. I don't want that. I don't want that tag of being an unbeliever. Now, you say, well, pastor, I believe in God. Salvation is more than that. The Bible tells us that the devils believe and tremble. But they're going to hell. You see, it, the difference is whether I receive him as my personal savior. They believe what? We have to believe the gospel, the good news. Jesus Christ, God's son, came to this earth. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again for our justification. And when we put our faith in what Jesus has already done, my sin debt has been paid. I no longer owe that debt. It would be sort of like PG&E. I don't know what the outcome of that last uh, uh, PUC meeting was, but they were proposing a 26% increase. Ugh. How many of you look forward to that? And so uh, anyway, they are pushing for a 26% increase. And, and with that, uh, that, that pushes everybody's prices up. But let's say that somebody had a million-dollar PG&E bill. Now, Jillian, if you had a million-dollar PG&E bill, could you pay that bill? No, your lights are going out. All right, they're going off. But let's say that Brother Brian heard that your lights were getting turned off, and he went because he does have it. 
and he decides to go down to PG&E and pays your light bill, do you owe PG&E anything? No. Why? Because it's been paid. And just like that sin debt that you and I and the whole world owes, Jesus Christ paid that sin debt for us so we wouldn't have to. Salvation, what a wonderful gift. It's the gospel. It's called the good news. I talk about heaven, I talk about hell, and some people are like, Pastor, that's just so negative. Why do you talk about that? It's not negative. It's good news. I mean, I was on my way to hell, and now I'm on my way to heaven. That's good news. I don't want anybody to miss going to heaven. And we don't have to. But the Lord is coming. That separation has already taken place. We are either God's child or we're not. And if we're not God's child, we need to become God's child. If we are God's child, then let's not wait till the next kingdom to serve him. Let's serve him now. Let's not, let's not wait to do what he is going to, to lift up and to elevate as, as something is good to accomplish. Uh, but nobody's going to get to heaven uh, by their good deeds. Romans 3.20, uh, therefore by the deeds of the lost, uh, there shall no flesh be justified uh, in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Uh, Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he hath saved us by the washing of regeneration, by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. So we go to Matthew 25. This group of people that are, are being ushered into the kingdom, they're being ushered into the kingdom, the millennial kingdom. Those saved individuals will also be ushered into heaven, but it won't be till after that kingdom. But what we find is Nobody's going to get into heaven by good works. We've got to make those decisions. We personally have to determine what we're going to do with Christ. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the clarity of it. And, and I do pray that we've been able to, uh, to lay some groundwork and to help uh, people understand the context of these passages. Uh, but Lord, most of all, how does it apply to my life? And Lord, if there, there's one here today that does not know you as their personal savior, I pray today that they, by faith, would accept you, what you have done. So they would no longer owe that sin debt. So they would go uh, and become a child of God, one of the sheep of your pasture. And so I pray that you would help us this morning. Speak to hearts. Head bowed, 